the Cultivated Being Podcast. Welcome to the Cultivated Being Podcast. I am Dr. Nick Hyde, and this is my brother, Dr. Jake Hyde. Say hi. Hey, everybody. We are brothers. We live on opposite sides of the country. And this is our weekly chat where we kind of get all of our ideas out there, stuff that we've been thinking about, growing with in the week, something that we've just been enjoying and we want to talk about as brothers. And you guys are more than welcome to listen in. Yes. And I know that it's not in real time. We don't have that set up. We don't do live recordings. But if you do have questions, you want to be interactive, there's ways to do that. Right, Nick? Oh, yeah. So you can email us at thecultivatedbeing at gmail.com. As a great way to ask questions. We get lots of question askers there. Or you can reach out to us on social media, which we have so many different handles, it's kind of hard to even bring that topic up. Yeah, but, I have a clinic one, but you can just find my personal one. I'll, I'll make that one a business one. Just decided that. You just decided that? Mm, no. I'll start actually using it because I have a personal Insta handle and a Facebook. I might just delete the Facebook one. But on Instagram, it's Dr. Jake Hyde, and you can find me there. And it's not a very exciting Instagram at this point, but it's a good way to reach me directly if you want to do that. And I have, well, I did that. So I had my clinic one, and I changed it to Dr. Nick Hyde. But then I have my unofficial one that's actually called The Real Nick Hyde. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yep. Either of those are good places um, on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter, but you're not allowed to talk to me there. Jeez. Okay. Well. I don't Nick. use it that often. That's why. It's, it's just, Clear. I don't, yeah. Nick, how you doing? What's going on? Um, I'm doing well. It's great Thanksgiving. Good holiday time. And I uh, enjoyed our Thanksgiving special podcast last week yeah it was fun yeah i like yeah really enjoyed it actually <laughs> i would listen to it maybe i will listen. i don't listen to any of our pods you kind of have to you edit them but yeah i, I kind of have to but i don't listen to the whole thing like <laughs> five minutes i think i'd go i'd go back to <laughs> five minutes in the middle and five minutes at the end basically so Yep. Yes. I want to get down to some of the nitty gritty, if you don't mind. Let's do it. Uh, Part of this being is something I was thinking about uh, this weekend. And it's really, well, part of it came from just like thinking about, I had this conversation thinking about like the trauma of school to become a doctor in the health profession. Um, I know a lot of grad programs, friends have gone through it, and they're all pretty abusive in some ways. 
Um, I know my friends through medical school, it can be very destructive mentally, emotionally, and even physically. And uh, it's certainly true in chiropractic school. I think what made the trauma less severe in chiropractic school is it's not as cutthroat. Whereas in med school, from my friend's perspectives, is like you're competing for these residencies and it's like dog eat dog and you want to be at the top, right? Because you want to get placed in the hospital you want to be placed in, right? Mm-hmm. Chiropractic school, we don't really have that kind of competition. We're all just trying to survive. And for the most part, we help each other, which is nice. But the system as a whole in that level of education, so both like the demand, but also like the psychological abuse, which we don't have to get into the details, but it's very damaging. So the idea being like people that want to become a doctor to help, to help people, pretty remarkable people. It's a big sacrifice. It's a huge dent in your finances, a huge dent in like your time. And uh, again, it's a huge demand on you physically and mentally. So it's a remarkable person and they want to really change the world in a, in a positive way. But by the end, by the time they're a doctor, they're a different person. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of trauma and a lot of unresolved trauma and the curriculum doesn't allow for a class on like sharing your feelings <laughs> and it, yeah. it can make you kind of hard hearted. And I think that's why I do see a lot of complaints with the health system, not just the system being broken like it is, but like how they're treated like Dr. Bedside Manor. Uh, there's like some fear and issues now. I feel like some of the trauma from med school carries over to patient interactions where they don't listen and you can feel judged or you can feel at blame Mm -hmm. and it can then lead to like more shame when what you really want is to heal, which is about letting go of shame and growing out of it. So that was kind of my mind. So I want to talk about healing because our healthcare system isn't set up around healing as much as it's set up around curing or fixing. Does that make sense? Oh, totally does. Think about it. We're holistic doctors and we were in holistic programs. And what did we learn? How to fix and cure, right? Yeah. That this is the problem and this is a possible solution we learned how to label diagnose a problem and then we were taught how to fix and a lot of people don't need fixing as much as they need healing and a lot of people are suffering from things that we don't have a fix or a cure for so then what do they do so i thought today we'd talk about fixing or curing versus healing. Excellent. I'm going to let you think about that for a second. <laughs> Excellent topic. And I do need to think about it because Jake is just bringing this to me now. So I do have to think about that's this for a little bit. That's how we pod, brother. Yeah, but we might have a, a new person listening for the first time. They're wondering the dynamic, and that is how we pod. <laughs> this is a normal conversation between two bros. So... What are some of your I thoughts, can elaborate. Jake? What do you want to start with this? 
here's something to my journal. Um, it said, Dear Diary. And then after that, I wrote, <laughs> Nick was being so mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm skipping that part. Uh, talking about the difference between treating and healing. Because it's just like in my own mind. And this is borrowed from other people who've thought about these things, right? This isn't totally unique thought. But in treating, the context remains the same. Let me elaborate. So in healing, the clinical response, so what we're trying to change, is elicited by a change in context. Mm. So that bringing about a more like resolute or absolute removal of the basis of the condition rather than elicit the recovery from the symptoms. Yeah. All right. So I can elaborate more maybe. Um, so think about this. Like it's one thing to prescribe um, like anti-hypertension meds for high blood pressure, right? So that'd be <laughs> treating. But it's an entirely different thing to expand the patient's context of life to the point that they no longer are angry and repressed or hostile. Mm. And then the blood pressure just goes down. Mm. Yeah, and since you brought up blood pressure specifically, excuse me for that fire truck there in the background. Since we are in California, lots of fires. Well, yeah, that's another topic. But um, yeah, so one thing about blood pressure, since you brought it up, some alternative health care doctors have said that there's a connection with blood pressure and family pressure. Right. Mm-hmm. I just thought I'd bring that up for a second since you did. Okay. <laughs> but we're, doing, uh, we're just bringing up things to each other. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I like what you're saying there because here's what I find oftentimes in my clinic is people come in with a diagnosis that has somehow become their identity. You know, they're like, oh, this is what someone told me and this is who I am. And, and, and in order to like, you know, yeah, if that's who they believe they are, the only thing we can really do is try our best to alleviate the problem, their, their identity. Right. As a symptom. Try but to minimize the suffering. If, but it, the only way they're going to heal is if they have a totally different identity and they embody that different identity. Which is oftentimes their true identity. Right. And if they embraced their true identity, so their higher self, and they really knew who they were, then they wouldn't need whatever survival program was generating the level of symptomology they were going through at the time. Yeah. So, again... The goal is expanding context of life yeah. such that they don't need to learn the lesson they keep learning. Because one thing Dr. Mortar once said, he's like our like holistic godfather, 
but yeah. He said that symptoms are just unlearned lessons. So you learn the lesson, you don't need the symptom. And it can be very simple, like when I eat a big bowl of ice cream, my tummy hurts. Yeah. <laughs> All right? So, or when I have a big cup of coffee later in the day, I don't sleep well, right? So those can be like pretty easy lessons to learn. If I remove the stimulus, then I sleep better, right? Mm -hmm. If I move the irritant, then I'm less irritated. So those are easier ones. But I already introduced this idea of like holding on to repressed anger and having high blood pressure, which it's harder to see the lesson in that. But that's what growth is. Am I right? Absolutely. And I will say as a little side mark, you know, side note, I guess, is the proper term that you should use if you speak English. But um, I remember when I first would hear this stuff, I thought this was just a load of baloney. I was like, no, dude, the, you know, it's a biochemical thing. It's a structural thing, but it's definitely not mental, emotional, or spiritual thing. There's no way that that connects with those symptoms. And so there might be somebody who's thinking that right now, but you and I observe this because, you know, we do wear a doctor hat, but we're also, we also wear a healer hat. And this is what happens all day long. If someone comes in with a symptom that seems biochemical or structural or whatever, and then we find out very quickly that it is emotional or it is mental or it is spiritual or whatever else, right? That they're, this, this is the truth because this is how human bodies work. Like you can't separate the soul from the body. If you do, you die. <laughs> we aren't, and this is what also bothers me. There are people on the spiritual end of the spectrum who say, you know, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. That's not true either. You know, our spirit, soul, whatever you want to talk about is so infused with our matter that they operate and function together. And so when someone has a soul thing happening, their whole body has a, a soul thing happening because they're, <laughs> that's how they work. They're united. They're, you know. Yeah. Cool. So. Yeah. Sorry. This I idea. No, that's a good tangent. Actually, it was on topic. Uh, so in treating, you're trying to minimize or ease suffering or cure, eliminate the suffering altogether, right? So if you have cancer, you're diagnosed with lung cancer. The cure would be you no longer have cancer cells, right? Mm -hmm. uh, which is great. And we've gotten pretty good. I mean, we've saved a lot of lives using this approach of treating or curing. So this isn't a conversation about like that not being good. It's incredibly good. And it's been a blessing to a lot of people. A lot of loved ones have been able to survive. So I want to get to this idea too of like, you already brought up identity. So we have an, uh, like different things we identify with. So if you have long suffering, whether it's, Crohn's disease or fibromyalgia or insomnia, like these things that can be chronic and really affect your life 
and your ability to like feel or like enjoy life in a very positive way. We can focus on that identity of victim, like this happened to me. But other people, and when I'm talking to these people in my office, it's like I see an incredible strength. And so they can start identifying with being a survivor because they're still here. And then one is more like pain focused and suffering focused victim. And the other one's more strength focused, which is survivor. And some really beautiful things happen in that context. Truth being that I've really learned a lot about how to live well from sick people. Um, so the sick people in my community that I've been able to listen to, I've learned a lot about living from more so than I've learned from doctors and textbooks and medical journals and researchers, right? So there is the significance in it, and that's part of healing is not um, the removal of the suffering so much as like the growth through it. So it happens to a lot of people. Their life seems pretty good. Something happens, and now they have this condition. And what they do is resist it, right? They want to go back to the way things were before. You and I, our job is to help people grow through and get to the other side because that's what life wants to do that's what your consciousness wants to do that's how you become a more realized human being but we like push back at this wall mm -hmm. and so one thing we do and i think dr phillips said this once is like our job is to help people complete incomplete growth cycles mm -hmm. so we get stuck in a thing and this is like, there's a really good book called The Obstacle is the Way, which is a really good way to change your mentality on the issue at hand. Like, so instead of avoiding obstacles, this book talks about like, this is the path, is over it or through it, because that's what's going to get you to that next phase in life. So does that make sense? Are you tracking yeah, with that? Totally, tracking. So a one thing, good thing to do for your health is to like very generously listen to people in your life that have dealt with suffering in like a significant way, whether it's grief, loss of something, so loss of like function of part of their body, loss of a, like a significant relationship, a person in their life. Like uh, go embrace these people listen you don't have to fix or be their doctor you just have to generously listen to them wholeheartedly and you're going to learn some amazing life lessons because the question you want to ask them is like you've gone through so much how do you do it where do you find the strength what you know <laughs> how do you keep how do you keep moving forward and I think one of the biggest, the most significant parts of my own growth and healing these last few years is just like getting to listen to these stories, these people, because our, our techniques attracts in some like pretty serious chronic conditions. And these stories and connecting with these people have been transformative for me.
absolutely. That's, that's really cool that you bring that up because I've been, I, I've noticed in, in my circles that majority of people are, they're working so hard. They're so diligent at trying to avoid all of this stuff, mm-hmm. trying to avoid suffering. Not, I mean, obviously for themselves, everyone's trying to avoid suffering for themselves, but even the thought of suffering and, uh, and in doing that, you know, that's strong repression and suppression and escapism and all, you know, all, all of those ways of avoiding the issues that creates strong resistance patterns where you are not no longer going with the flow of life, right? We have this flow of life that has seasons, ups and downs and whatever. And as soon as you start resisting all that, you start burning tons of energy to hold that state, stress, defense mechanisms, all these things become easier. So by trying to avoid suffering, you actually start to create you know, unknown, unconscious suffering for yourself, right? Because you might not realize it, but you'll feel it. Yes. So we seem to have, as a society, this obsession with perfection, where we think that's our best place to be. Hmm. So we have these perfectionist traits, but it's like, a huge pitfall in life. Like we Mm. think it's something to achieve or to strive for, but what it actually is, is incredibly isolating. It separates you from your community. And what we find is when you share your struggles and your pain, you get embraced. Mm. People just swoop you up in their arms and love you for you. But when you're out saying, my life's great, my career's great, my relationship's great, people are like, I can't connect with that. Yeah. And they also subconsciously know that's phony and that's false and it's unattractive. Mm. But on top of it, it's also, perfectionism is also unachievable. Mm. So it's exhausting and you're always going to feel like you're failing. Yeah, so and then you start huge, to sabotage yourself on huh? <laughs> Yeah. So it's this huge trap door in life where like health is not everything's perfect. Mm. Because health for us, like there is optimum health. I haven't met that person. Mm. But there that idea kind of exists. But we're somewhere else. So health exists on this continuum. On one end, you have death and disease, and the other end, the optimum health. And we're, we're on, on the journey, hopefully mm-hmm. moving towards optimum health. Mm-hmm. But that journey requires like acknowledging your unhealth, like accepting yourself in it, so you're not resisting it. And that allows you to like let go of things and move through growth cycles. Yeah. And chiropractors like to bring this, these examples up a lot, but some things that we consider to be unhealthy can be healthy. You know, it's like, if I, this is, this is a classic chiropractic example. If I drank some poison, it would be healthy for me to throw up. Right. Right. That's a healthy response. 
And so sometimes we have these, it could be a symptom, it could be an emotion, which is also just kind of another symptom. <laughs> um, it could be whatever. And you have this strong response and you feel like, oh no, this is wrong, but it could be right. It could be your body dealing with something in a really healthy way. So rather than resist that, I think true health to me is being who you are and having integrity with who you are in your spirit, in your energy field, in your physical body. If they all have integrity and they're all in union with each other, that's health to me. Think about it like... And anyone who has a pet knows this. How do you know when your pet is not well, when your pet is unhealthy? Most people will say, well, because they're, they're not acting like themselves, mm-hmm. right? Like that's how you know when your dog is like, oh, my dog must be sick because it's not acting like, you know, itself. That's also true for us, but we're so confused about who we are, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And there's these red flags. We, we feel these like flags, these red flags going up. And we're like, this isn't quite right, but I don't know why it's not. I don't know how to connect the dots for myself. And so I guess, you know, I'm just going to avoid this or escape this because um, I don't want to deal with it. But this might be, you know, science isn't, creation or evolution, but it's both. And that's, that's what we are is this. We are constantly, there's constantly creation and evolution happening in the world and in us. And, uh, I know this is getting really esoteric here, but this can, I hope this, I hope this connects for people, you know, because I think, what I, what I'm trying to do is give a lot of people permission to really listen, listen to themselves, be aware, be aware of what's happening. You know, take a second to be aware of what your body feels like right now. You might have a symptom that you've been ignoring and it might be telling you something. Well, it's even a symptom. It's always telling you something. That's exactly what a symptom is supposed to do. Yeah, totally. Jake, like that's it's a symptom's job is a signal. You know that as a kid. Kids know that in their science textbooks, and then we all forget it because we're like. So if you're still listening, you made it this far in the podcast. Very important concept to understand is that your body is always doing the best that it can given the circumstances presented to it. So if you don't like a thing that your body's experiencing, then circumstances need to change because your body's not broken. It's doing exactly its best for the circumstances that's been given to it. So keep that in mind. Got to change circumstances. And what what could those circumstances be? Your environment, your food, how you move your body, how you're resting, how you're breathing, what you're thinking about how you're connecting socially to the people in your life. Yep. There you go. Yeah. So. So people like to abbreviate them as the three T's, toxins, traumas, and thoughts, right? Chiropractors do anyway. 
And you could, you could, yeah, put everything under those umbrella terms, but some people don't relate with those. <laughs> yeah, I put all stress under those terms, physical stress, right, trauma. Which could be small or big, right? Yeah, it's still trauma is trauma. Uh, biochemical stress, which is like toxins, and then mental emotional stress, say thoughts. And ultimately, it's exhaustion that leads to symptomology because your body's adaptive and it can like self-correct in real time. But if your stress load exceeds your adaptive capacity, then your body has to choose things that it's going to do. I won't be able to do everything and there's going to be breakdown. Yeah. To save your life though, that that's the cool part. Yeah. Is, and it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. And it'll prioritize uh, what it needs to do to keep you alive. Uh, so in the end, you could say exhaustion is the source or the cause of all disease. And then you could say, well, what's, what is the cause of exhaustion? And it's usually like thoughts, toxins or trauma. Yeah. I, I, I want to take in reverence for a second though. That is your body in its intelligence, what it does for that. Um, our doctor, one of the doctors I, I was learning from, you know, he's a doctor for the Oakland A's and for um, a bunch of Oakland teams, which is where I was learning this stuff. He, you know, he would say for a lot of physical stuff, cause that's kind of what he's getting paid his money for was physical things. He'd say like, well, this person sprained their ankle. And he said, well, that's your, your body decided that the ankle was a good sacrifice so that it didn't die. <laughs> he would say that for everything. Oh, right. my thumb, my thumb hurts. Well, your body thought that was a totally fine sacrifice so that you wouldn't die. And you're like, well, that sounds extreme, but that's, that's how the body thinks, right? Like that's how the body is organized where it's like, any, any injury, any accident, any trauma I'm getting into, the body organizes in a way where it knows the priorities are and it's mm -hmm. okay to sacrifice the things that aren't the priority. That's one way of thinking about it physically, but that's also true on a biochemical level, on an mm -hmm. emotional, mental level. Yeah. Which is beautiful, you know. It's lovely to think about. So, Anything else you want to talk about, Nick? Because we're going to have to wrap this up pretty soon. That's good. It's a shorter podcast, but uh, I think a, a meaty podcast. It's got some meat to it. Yeah, we probably could have talked about this for like a whole another month. But um, this we'll have to do for now. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Well, happy, happy Monday, everybody. Yeah, if you're listening to it on the day that we release podcasts happy whatever day it is to you otherwise yeah um can I have a good week nick you too man all right <laughs> cool. yeah again reach out to us uh for topics uh or just a single question it doesn't need to be a topic if you just want one question you know the more questions we get we'll just like start doing like a questions segment during the pod should be fun yeah i have had a lot of people promise me they're gonna send me questions and this is a time if you're listening ryan mccord specifically 
you told me you were going to send some questions. So, All right, but anyways, love you, bro. Have a great week, and uh, talk to you soon, man. Bye.